you're listening to Gays Gays, in which we're gay and we gaze into media that's by, for, or about ladies who love ladies. And sometimes we talk about other stuff. My name's Erin, and have a nice evening, lesbians. And I'm Erin, and that's all the bones we have, boys. <laughs> yeah, let's go. There's no more bones. There's only Wynonna Earp. What a show. <laughs> we did it. We watched all four seasons. Oops. <laughs> I watched all four seasons in 11 days. Oh my god, that's absolutely wild. (laughs) For your information, that is 35 hours of television, or 49 42-minute episodes. It's honestly astounding. I know you, uh, because I had watched all of it, because I had started watching it kind of early with my girlfriend, just because we wanted something to watch. And so I was like, oh, Erin, you're just starting it? Like, I'm... I'm on season four, like, I'm going to finish. And then Aaron was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to watch all of it. And they did, which is, <laughs> please, please email us at, at Aaron at Gaze Gaze and say, good job, Aaron. 11 days. To be fair, I actually watched it in exactly eight. Like, I, it was over the course of 11 days, but it was in eight sittings because I watched six episodes or seven for the first season. I would watch half of a season in in one sitting on one day. And then the next day I would come back and watch the other half of the next season. So literally it was so much like. Yeah. What a way to consume that. Eight days of like six hours of TV a day. Oh my God. That's the most TV I've ever watched in my life, actually. Yeah. Aside from 90 Day Fiance. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Which I watched all of. I think I've seen every single season now since we did our episode last year. That's when you watch 90 Day Fiance, it's like you're watching half of a TV show, though, because they repeat so much of the footage. <laughs> it's so true. Wait, um, can I share a hack that I use for Winona Earp that people might really, really judge me for? And that's fine. Oh, my God. I can't believe you're going to admit this. <laughs> <laughs> One of my friends recommended that I start watching Winona Earp at two times speed. Um, or at one and a half times speed, which is the max that Netflix will allow. So I watched it at one and a half times speed on Netflix. It is not how the creators intended their media to be consumed. But at the same no. time, do I really care? No. And is there a lot of extra, very slow paced stuff in Wayne on Earth? Yes. So oh anyway, I watched like a substantial portion of the last two seasons at one and a half times speed. 90 Day Fiance is a show that would really benefit, I feel like, from being watched at two times speed. <laughs> oh my god, I would. You need to watch, like, a best moments, like, clip show on YouTube, but then also watch, like, the previously on of every single um, episode, and then you would get, like, the entire picture. <laughs> That's For 90 so Day true. Fiance, I mean. Not not for Winona Earp, to be clear. No, Winona um, Earp, you gotta watch it. Yeah, but you can watch it. watch it at one and a half times speed and it's still yeah, watchable. Yeah, that is not, I do not support this. <laughs> I, well, what I is my life. What is pacing, though, when you're watching a show in eight days? <laughs> exactly. By the time I hit, like, <laughs> day five, it was like, oh, no. <laughs> All right. To Alpaca, who recommended this, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I don't think that Alpaca was the only person who recommended this to us. So this was sent in to us as a recommendation by Alpaca. But I swear some other people have recommended it as well. But we must have just lost those DMs because I think some of our Twitter DMs got missing at some point. Oh, no. Dang. 
So if you recommended this, thank you. Yeah, thank you. I really liked it. Yeah. Alpaca said to us, I gotta be honest, the show feels more like a list of really fun Tumblr writing prompts thrown together and it slaps, but it's not going to change the world. But also, it doesn't seem to be aiming to be something spectacular. It's just a fun show. Which yeah. I think is is very accurate assessment. It's not deep. You don't gotta think too hard about it. Yes. It's not trying to be super... Yeah, it's not trying to be groundbreaking. Though it, it kind of is a little bit. I know. I, I know. Yeah, well, let's talk about that. Every time they would have a sex scene in the show, I would be like, on cable television? <laughs> Sci-fi network? Okay, it wasn't so much more gay than I thought it would be because actually I thought that Winona was the queer character in this. Yeah. Um, and that's not the case. It's her sister. But her sister is a big part of this. And her sister's girlfriend, Nicole, is also a huge part of this. And they, they fuck a lot. Yeah, there was a lot of lesbian sex in yeah. the show. They fuck on the stairs. That scene was unbelievable. I was I went on for like at least like like five minutes. <laughs> Having sex on the stairs, you know, they, they artfully censored both women's bodies but they were fully naked you could see yeah, what was going on but you just yeah. could not see specific details i know tactical um, like like shots yeah with but artful blur titties out on the stairs <laughs> i know but blurred so blurred but yeah i know yeah that was wild that happens in season four. Oh my goodness i guess they knew they were gonna get canceled <laughs> they were like why not <laughs> I think that Winona Earp is kind of refreshing because, like, other than Winona, almost every other character is queer. Like, mm-hmm. it, I guess Dolls is an exception, and Doc is maybe an exception to that, but I feel like yeah. everyone else is. Everyone else I don't, in the with, with is queer. Doc, like, I was waiting for the other shoe to drop with him being in love with Wyatt Earp. Because <laughs> that's always know. where it seems like it was going. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I really want to talk about that, but can we talk about season one first? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And before that, do you want to give your list of content warnings? Sure. Content warning for blood, gun use. There's a little bit of mentions of parental abuse and uh, also, I don't maybe mind control, memory loss, I would say is another one. There's a couple of times where people- Oh, in possession, yeah. And then demons and uh, spooky creatures alike. And I would say the main one that I would also highlight is alcoholism is a main thing in yep. the series as well. Yeah. Also, a per- there are prevailing threads around um, psychiatric institutionalization as well. Oh, yes. Um, and prison. And yes. the entire show is about police. So Yes. Yeah. Which is, in my opinion, the biggest turnoff about the show and what made me really not want to watch it was learning that everyone was a cop. Yeah. At least, like, Winona's not a cop by choice. <laughs> She's kind of a cop by force. Um, I Most of them, you never really see any real policing. It's all yeah. demon policing. I will say that. So they are cops that are being useful in their community, but also it's like, cop propaganda in that way so it doesn't necessarily yeah. feel great either even sheriff nedley who is just a regular cop doesn't do any policing from you see like in the show except for one time where he tells a, a mob of people not to kill winona 
Yeah, that's like the only time he does any actual real policing. Yeah. You want to tell us about season one? Yeah, sure. In season one, we... So I'm going to try to give the the big overarching summary that will set us up for the rest of the series. <laughs> I might miss something. Again, I watched all of season one <laughs> in two days. I'm so sorry. When Please. we... I asked uh, in like the... When Aaron first started watching, I was like, do you mind if we split this up where I do the summaries for season three and season four and you can do one and two i I realized that that was actually kind of a bigger job that i gave to you i'm sorry (laughs) no it's fine it's like um i had the most recency because you had watched it like a couple months ago i feel like yeah that's that's why i did it (laughs) yeah no it was fine i just i honestly might have missed some stuff again just because i i binged it so intensely that I feel like I might not hit on something important. So if I That's miss fine. anything, my, please My summary is actually, I feel like, are briefer than yours significantly. Okay. All right. Well, let's get into it. The great-great-granddaughter of a famous real-life cowboy or lawman, a cowboy police officer, Wyatt Earp. So he was real. His great-great-granddaughter, fictional, is a girl named Winona who lives in a town in the southwest United States that's called Purgatory. And Purgatory is located in an area of supernatural events where there's commonly creatures and ghosties and stuff uh, milling about. And that area is known as the Ghost River Triangle, kind of a play on the Bermuda Triangle, but it's in the desert. Uh, But also the forest. Very interesting. Yeah, Uh, As a kid, Winona's father was brutally murdered by a gang of punk cowboys, and her older sister Willow was kidnapped at that time, and they had not seen her since, so they assume kind of that she's dead. Her mom, after this, had a mental break, and she was institutionalized. So Winona and her younger sister Waverly were raised by their aunt and uncle, and Winona was always kind of the trouble child. Uh, of the home, while Waverly was like the perfect, ambitious, goody two-shoes sister. When she was in her early 20s, Winona chose to leave home, and she hadn't been back to purgatory in years. But her uncle passes away, and so she takes the bus back into town, and she finds that everything in purgatory has gone to hell, literally. Uh, There (laughs) is a string of unsolved murders that seem very demonic and cryptid-like, And Winona and Waverly try to find some more information on why it seems to be that, like, demons are hanging around in Purgatory. Mm -hmm. Waverly finds out that there is an Earp family curse. Wyatt Earp killed 77 outlaws with his gun, the Peacemaker, and all 77 will resurrect to kill the Earp heirs. And they come back as revenants uh, or basically reanimated corpses, zombies, ghosts, demons. They possess real living humans at times. There doesn't seem to be any firm rules on how they work. Mm-mm. Other than that, the <laughs> one thing is that they can only be banished and sent back to hell by the Earp air shooting them between the eyes with Wyatt's gun, the Peacemaker, which can only be wielded by the Earp air and like requires no bullets because it's a magical gun. Except when it does require bullets. Yeah. <laughs> so does that all sound right so far? So far, yeah. Okay. Willa would be the heir because she's the oldest, but she's missing, so she's not. 
Yeah. Missing um, presumed dead. Yeah. I think it, she was outside of the Ghost River Triangle, I think. Um, but I'm not entirely sure about that. So Winona ends up inheriting the role of the heir. Uh, and she is the only one who can rid the town of Purgatory of this curse. So a supernatural investigation agency also knows about the demons and they start putting down some roots in Purgatory. And this agency is called Black Badge. Uh, Xavier Dolls, who is this hot buff young agent from Black Badge, he ends up being the officer that is stationed to work at Purgatory's sheriff's office, which is staffed by Sheriff Nedley, who is this gruff but kind older dad type cop. Um, and there's also Deputy Nicole Hot, who's a very serious but energetic young redhead. And after learning about the Peacemaker, Dolls ends up recruiting Winona to Black Badge to also be a cop, but a supernatural cop, so that she can send the Revenants back to hell. Yeah. <laughs> so she ends up joining the force with Dolls. And Nedley and Hot are just kind of operating in proximity because they're sharing an office, but they're not mm-hmm. supposed to be doing supernatural investigation. But they yeah. only end up doing supernatural investigation. Is Honestly. The thing. <laughs> yeah. So now let's get to Doc Holiday. Oh my god. <laughs> Doc Holiday was Wyatt Earp's real life best friend and accomplice. In Winona Earp, he has an immortality ring and he has been stuck living in a well for 150 years. Uh, Winona accidentally saves him and he joins their crew too. He initially pretends to just be a guy named Henry Holiday and like a descendant of Doc Holiday, but that's just for a couple of episodes because he's scared to be honest about the fact that he is 150 years old and he doesn't know what Wikipedia is. Um, that's not the <laughs> exact reason setting up why. His voicemail. <laughs> he does. He doesn't know how to do anything because he's been stuck in a well for 150 years. So Winona starts going around killing revenants. Notably, there's this one revenant ringleader who goes by the name Bobo, and he keeps hanging around and getting into mischief. He has this homestead where a bunch of other revenants live. And there's also a female revenant named Constance Cludy that Doc has this deep vendetta with. And that's that's about all I caught out of Constance. <laughs> um, they're making the rounds, killing Revenants, Doc and Winona together. And along the way, there are some big character moments, like Waverly breaks up with her really ignorant boyfriend. We learn that Doc and Wyatt ended their relationship on very bad terms, but we don't know exactly why. Doc and Winona have sex. Mm -hmm. We learn that Agent Dolls needs this special serum to stay human, but we don't know what he'll become if he doesn't have it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, They face a revenant who claims to be Jack the Ripper in a saw hospital, basically. Their aunt ends up selling her bar to Bobo the revenant who moves his entire band of cronies into it. Uh, And then... Waverly confesses that she is into Nicole, uh, Officer Nicole, and the two end up getting together, and it's very sweet. They will spend the rest of the next four seasons in, in love. Yeah. Are you going to mention that Constance Cludie is the witch that made Doc immortal and then threw him into the well later on? No, because I didn't know that any of that. Oh, 
no, wait no never i didn't know who constance clutie was no i i zoned out for that part i, I was oh like, no aaron that was a I big plot know. point <laughs> it's fine okay yeah dude, uh that's it's fine constance doesn't is a villain for a period of she's time the and then stone is not a villain. witch yeah she's the stone witch um but it ends up not really mattering so it's fine <laughs> We're coming in on the end of the season. Winona eventually gets captured by this cult that is mainly comprised of murdered runaway girls that have been like reanimated. And the cult leader is a skinwalker. There is a girl there that's named Eve, and she seems to have a really strong natural connection with Winona. Very strange. Surprise. This is Willa. She's been living in the cult this whole time. Uh, they try to rehabilitate her back into society, but she remembers how abusive their father was before he was murdered. She ends up really sympathizing with the revenants and their curse, but also at the same time wanting to kill every single one of them herself because she should be the heir. So it's a very complex dynamic a lot going, going on. on there. <laughs> yeah. Doc, meanwhile, learns that if Willa ever chose to leave the Ghost River Triangle with one of the revenants, everyone in Purgatory would be killed. Um, And eventually, in one fight, Bobo ends up saving Willa's life and really gaining her trust. And Winona tries to kill him, but Willa actually saves him, prevents Winona from murdering him and sending him back to hell. Yeah, and leaving the the Ghost River Triangle with an Erp heir, if you are a revenant, it, it breaks the curse. So you can't leave the Ghost River Triangle without breaking the curse otherwise. So later, they're all at a party and Bobo poisons the entire town <laughs> because everyone was at the party. Yeah. <laughs> and he says he will only give them the cure if they bring him Winona. Uh, meanwhile, Bobo and Willa plan to leave the Ghost River Triangle to break the curse. But Willa doesn't have the Peacemaker, which you can only be the heir if you have the, the Peacemaker. Um, mm-hmm. So they can't actually leave. Bobo will literally like combust if he mm-hmm. tries to leave. And they find out that Waverly has taken it, which I think was because she was like, I don't trust either of you. Like, yeah, there's yeah. something going on. She was like, Willa's uh, acting weird. <laughs> yeah. And also, Willa had bro- bullied her when they were kids, so she had, like, good reason. <laughs> yeah, very true. So, Willa and Winona both find Waverly to try to get Peacemaker back. And when they do this, Willa, to really get under Waverly's skin, she outs a Waverly to Winona. Um, She's like, uh, Waverly is dating Nicole. And then she's like, and watch. And then she shoots Nicole in the chest. But thankfully, Nicole is wearing a bulletproof vest, so she's fine. (laughs) Oh my god, I forgot Uh, about that. (laughs) Yeah, no need to worry. Meanwhile, Doc and Dolls are off somewhere. The two of them have their dynamic, right? So Doc Holiday and Xavier Dolls, the Black Badge agent, they're getting up to shit. They, if anybody's going to be gay male shipping in Winona Earp, they're shipping Doc and Dolls, right? Like, <laughs> Probably. They and they're actual gay men on. in the show. Yeah. But they're shipping Doc and Dolls. <laughs> Probably. That's how it goes. <laughs> So they're fighting all these revenants and Dolls gets really seriously injured and Doc injects him with his special serum and Dolls gets like super jacked up and he kills everyone. Uh, Not Doc (laughs) though, obviously. Doc still has his immortality ring. He can't be killed. Waverly talks to Bobo and through this conversation, she learns that she might not be an Erp. It's possible that her mom had an affair. And so she starts kind of grappling with that. 
And Dolls gets kidnapped by Black Badge to, and taken back to the base because he is, like, on his, spoiler alert, dragon drugs. Yeah. <laughs> Willa and Winona have their big confrontation because Willa needs Peacemaker to leave town. Uh, Willa tries to kill Winona with a Peacemaker, but it won't fire um, because she's not the heir, <laughs> right? Yeah. And this giant black tentacle monster emerges and takes Willa away. Winona chases her just to get Peacemaker back, and then she shoots Willa and kills her. Yeah, I think also to to save her from getting, like, gooped by a monster. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Winona darts back to safety, but when she enters the tri- the triangle again, the tentacle that was chasing her just dissolves into goo. Winona then kills Bobo, and she's chatting with Waverly, like, I'm gonna go get dolls back. He was taken by Black Badge. And Waverly touches the tentacle goo, and she turns evil. Uh, and the season ends while she pulls a gun on Winona and is going to shoot her. Yeah. Which doesn't get resolved at all in season two. <laughs> we forgot that that happened. It was, she was shooting something behind Winona. Oh, okay. Yeah, it happens really fast. Anyways, I just talked your ear off. I know. I My my summaries are a lot shorter than that. When you said that you were going to keep it brief, I took that to heart. <laughs> That's fine. I couldn't no, this because I had to es- I had to establish the pl- the basic plot is the thing. Yeah. Because yeah. season one is where you learn about all of the characters for the most part, which so that's true. actually what I want to talk about. I, I would love to know, like, from season one, what characters were you more most interested in? What were your thoughts? Oh, man, I love dolls. I wish she was in this more. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like Doc grew on me, but actually, I when it started out, I really didn't like him. Partly because when he's introduced, both Waverly and Winona are like, "Oh my god, did you see that guy? He's so hot!" And I'm like, "That <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> that." Um, there's a picture of Doc that is my new personal meme. I will post it on <laughs> when this episode goes live. But uh, he looks so bad i personally i'm obsessed with doc because it is there's something about him like aaron did you do you ever watch good mythical morning uh, so i've watched a couple episodes yeah with Rhett and link doc yeah. holiday has a distinct ret from good mythical morning vibe about him he's got that like southern accent he is making oh. like old timey bad jokes yeah. He has, like, dad humor, but also at the yeah. same time, he's been stuck in a well for 150. It's like if you put Rhett back in the past. Yeah, and yeah. put him in isolation for 150 years and then had to teach him how to use Wikipedia. Oh, my God. That Like, Doc never uses contractions. He will be like, Winona, you do not want to do this. I am going to... <laughs> stop you from doing this because you do not know what you are doing like he talks like this but with a southern accent and it's that is actually exactly how he talks huh yeah yeah oh my god i'm into it i guess I, i i he did grow on me so much i think it was just it was just weird for me to have b- people be like that guy's hot and i'm like yeah <laughs> and and re- if- regardless of the fact that he's immortal and 150 years old i just i think it's just the mustache i'm like that's my that's somebody's dad you can't yeah. have a mustache and not be a father <laughs> <No. laughs> <not allowed>. <laughs> um 
like how can you be saying that he's hot when dolls is right there right there yeah (laughs) i guess like um a romance between dolls and winona does eventually happen but it doesn't happen right away and so i was i think i was also just confused like that i'm like he's right there what's happening but it builds like it's good it's fine yeah, they have um, kind of like a love triangle thing going on. Yeah, they do. And and Doc is fun. Um I I like him and and the fact that he just like he really cares about Waverly and obviously he really cares about Winona and it's very sweet. This happens later in the show, but um Winona and Doc's whole arc of like we don't know how to communicate our feelings is something that I actually really enjoyed and appreciated in the show actually. Oh. Um mm-hmm. I feel like I have not seen that very commonly in TV shows where mm-hmm. like, especially a female lead is like, I don't want to be vulnerable. <laughs> yeah, that like, is true, actually. Yeah. yeah. It, it was interesting to have that typical rom-com dynamic of like, I'm a man and I can't emote how I feel about you. And like a woman being like, I'm not going to put up with you unless you emote about me. And have that be switched with Doc being like, if you don't tell me how you feel right now, I'm going to fucking leave. <laughs> yeah. But even yeah. he doesn't even really get into that until the very end. Up until that That's point, true. he's That's also true, yeah. like, he's I don't also, want to emote either. <laughs> they're both emotionally constipated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, Waverly and Nicole are like the most emotionally sound characters who have I know, ever been Lesbians written, like. are out here. I, I thought that the the lesbian, I guess they're they're... Are, well, in the show, Nicole is a lesbian and Waverly is bisexual. And the yes. bisexual awakening, I thought, was done very, very well of yeah. Waverly still being with her boyfriend, who she's with, because there's, like, only so many men in this town that she would even want to date in the first place. Mm-hmm. And he is just the one that she picked and she doesn't even like him that much. And then kind of being intrigued by this new hot person who's on the scene and like trying to like get to know her and being and like feel it out (laughs) Mm -hmm. i feel like doesn't she early on have like a well i'm not gay moment but then she's like "Mm, well i kind of thought about it (laughs) yeah (laughs) like even that was fine i don't remember yeah there's there's one moment which was really funny that stuck out to me where um nicole hot who's just recently entered the town um as a new recruit and she's talking to Waverly about, Hey, what's up with all of this weird supernatural shit. But, uh, Waverly takes it as, as her like doing like code for being gay. And then there's so like Waverly's talking about her being a lesbian and Nicole's talking about like the supernatural stuff. (laughs) I really liked that moment. That was fun. Yeah, That's fun. It was refreshing to see Waverly because this is a face we've seen before. Um, Dominique Provost Chalkley, who plays Waverly, who is queer and gender fluid and uses they them pronouns. We saw them last on Season of Love when we watched that movie. Do you recall? You know, you said this before and I was like, huh? And now and then I blocked out of my mind and I'm like, huh? Yeah, they played Sue, who was the one who was the aspiring busker whose mom was dying of cancer. And... Uh, whose girlfriend posted a video of them singing that went viral yes so they were the one who was singing oh my god which that came up in season two where they sang again and i was like yeah oh (laughs) they do the 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 christmas song the christmas song yes 
Um, but well, they also did a, like a burlesque show too. Yeah. Like they sang oh. at like a bar. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. Undercover. Yeah. For Black Badge, Waverly yeah. sings. Anyway, Season of Love, I think, was made after Winona Herb. So yes. Well, I think maybe concurrently because Season like of 2019? Love. Yeah, Season of Love came out in 2019, but the last season of Winona Earp came out in, like, 2021. I think that Waverly is a is a fun character in the show. I think that, like, so Dolls is kind of the straight man, right? Like, he's the mm-hmm. one who's, like, serious, getting down to business. What, we'll talk about Winona in a second. Um, mm-hmm. Doc is, like, the edgy one. Honestly, he's the he's the emo one. He's going through his <laughs> oh emo God. moments. Okay. Did you uh, did you feel this way um, in the intro? Which we're we're gonna have to we're gonna have to pin that. And I know a lot of times we don't get back to the things we pin, but we need to talk about the intro at least a little bit. Um, but in the intro, they show all of the main characters, and um, as you as you might expect, like Waverly's shown kind of like with her shoulder turned, and then her head like glancing over her shoulder, kind of like in like a girl with a pearl earring way and then doc comes up in exactly the same position <laughs> he looked did you think that he looked like so demure i never noticed that okay i that like every time that came up i saw that and i loved it i always hit skip intro immediately oh i see i'm so sorry no that's fine you were on a you were on a deadline <laughs> <laughs> Or I was watching it at 1.5 speed where it was like, I gave you all I got to give. No, that I ain't no way to live. I can't believe you. Okay, well, now I'm going to talk about the intro because you don't, because you missed it. The, (laughs) oh my God. The, I just want to shout out whoever, whatever poor intern at Sci-Fi made that intro. (laughs) Um, And I mean that in the best way, but um, the Photoshop, like, supernatural pictures that they have in the first season are so bad like they just like layer a multiply pentagram on like this horse skull and it's it's so bad and like the blood splatter that's just like a a png on the purgatory sign it's not great but it is actually art and i do actually love it and i also want to shout out that their whoever was doing these their photoshop skills got way better towards the end of the season or the end of the series, I mean. Um, so good job. But I don't know why you never changed the the PNG of the blood on the purgatory sign because that one was so bad. <laughs> I feel like this show had better special effects than most sci-fi movies. I am just saying. Yeah, that's true. Though I also want to shout out the fact that they- But they're not they, great. They're not great. And also- I think creative choice, which was for the good, initially in the first season for the first couple of episodes, when Winona would shoot somebody, they would have this like demon portal from, oh my God. from the earth open up and they would have to like get like the the person, the, the revenant would get sucked into the portal and eventually they stopped showing that. And I know. that was such a good idea because it looked so silly. No, I hated that they stopped showing it. it I <laughs> Here's the thing. The day before I started watching Winona Earp, I rewatched the movie Drag Me to Hell. Have you oh, ever seen that movie? No, I haven't. Okay, that movie is about a woman who gets cursed because she works 
works at a bank and an elderly witch comes in and she's like, can you help me? My home is going to be foreclosed. And the lady really wants her bank promotion. So she's like, we can't help you. I'm sorry. Even though she wants to do it, but she doesn't. And so then the witch puts a curse on her and uh, she has to go try to lift the curse otherwise she will be dragged to hell right through the ground in three days we see it happen a few times and they use like that exact same graphic oh my god (laughs) and so i watched that and then the next day i watched winona earp and i was like oh my god she's dragging people to hell (laughs) just like the movie just like that movie (laughs) that is a fun movie it's like a very very gross uh dark like humor like trying to have a message about being kind but being really weird about it lots of vomit humor it's really strange oh wow what a weird combination it's by sam raimi yeah mr spider-man who did the spider-man movies and the and evil dead yeah um so it's got that kind of cheese about it you know wow i love that kind of (laughs) cheese well i did not know that he was the director of the new sandra O horror movie oh my god damn it that could qualify for the podcast because i'm a lesbian and i love sandra (laughs) (laughs) i know okay anyway dolls the straight man doc holiday the emo guy nicole the lifesaver she's like the dependable one yeah. She's kind of like, you gotta have one lovable, tough, dependable guy, right? Yeah. It's normally like Chris Evans or someone, but in this show, it's Nicole. Yeah. And then Waverly is like the twee, super sweet, bubbly, funny, like, like the light of everyone's life. Everyone yeah. calls her baby girl. Everyone's obsessed with her. I know. For good reason. She's so sweet. And then um, there's Winona. <laughs> I know, who's... She's the reluctant hero, and also everybody in this town hates her because she was a juvenile delinquent, and she didn't do well in school, and everybody thinks that she killed her father and sister, too. Yeah. And she did technically shoot her father, but her father was going to get kidnapped and eaten by revenants, so it was honestly kind of like a, a service to probably shoot him. Yeah. But was very traumatizing for her for obvious reasons. Yes. Because she was yeah. like 10, right? Yeah, like, she was like 10 and didn't really know how to use a gun. And in the intro where she shoots him, they show it. And I kind of assumed that she was going to shoot him on purpose in order to end his misery. But no, she was trying to shoot the revenants who were taking him and missed. Yeah. Which, bummer. Yeah. Anyway, that's our cast for season one. Mm-hmm. We get some more interesting characters in season two. Yeah, but season one was pretty solid. I I liked that it f- there were, like, I forget how many, there was like 13 revenants who were involved in the kidnapping and murder of her father and sister. Mm-hmm. And so she's like specifically hunting down those revenants. Yeah, I, I thought that was like interesting and a great, a great yeah. start to the series. The stuff with the sister, it all happened with Willa. It all happens in like three episodes. So it's kind of anticlimactic, honestly. It's like, oh, who is this? Her sister that she thought was dead? Like, and she's back now. Okay. Like, I I didn't mind it. I I liked it. I thought I had enough room to breathe. Okay. And 
I guess I I never really understood the relationship between her and Bobo because it turns out that Winona's dad made a pact with the Revenants in order for them to leave his family alone because he didn't want to be the heir at all. And yeah. uh, so something, something was going to happen. But that what ended up happening is Bobo kidnapped Willa once the father was shot. And then Willa, even though she was like 13 when she was kidnapped by him, ends up falling in love with him for real. But then the stone winch Constantine... Constantine? Constance. Constance. Uh, <laughs> steals her. <laughs> and then she joined, that's when she joined that like weird cult place. And so she forgot all her memories. But then when she gets her memories back, when Bobo saves her life, is when she's like, oh, that's that guy I'm in love with. I'm going to betray my family now. And yeah. so it was, I guess it was a lot. And I, I never really understood Willa as a character. But I did think it was, it was an interesting dynamic of Winona being really happy that this person who she thought she like partially caused the death of to return was returned. And then Waverly is like, oh no, my sister who like bullied me constantly for my entire life is back now. And I, and she's being really weird. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, season two. As you'll recall, Dolls has been taken by Black Badge. So everyone goes back to Black Badge to try to save him and they succeed and they, they let him out. But uh, they don't know where he went. He just is, is kind of gone. And they get caught. Oops. Um, Oops. They basically get looped into doing like higher level work for Black Badge, supposedly. But they're ultimately able to just go back to Purgatory just fine. And they also bring along a Black Badge staffer named Jeremy, who is a very smart but socially awkward gay scientist. <laughs> oh, man. Jeremy is so good and also so bad. I, <laughs> I'm i yes. going to tell you something that um, my girlfriend told me, which will potentially ruin the character for you. She said that he was giving Aziz on sorry vibes. Aaron, <laughs> I wanted to say the same thing. It's very, yeah. Very, uh, I'm just like an awkward little guy. But he's he's gay and he's very gay for dolls and Doc <laughs> and is like constantly low-key flirting with them, which I which actually I, love. I did love. He's yeah. not it's it's not he's not weird about it. He's just very subtly like to both of them, like being like, you want to get coffee? Like you want to go off together? Like just like shooting a shot. And I like respect that. <laughs> yeah. I really like Jeremy. I don't think that he really truly has Aziz Ansari energy. No. He just is also a small Indian man with the same cadence yeah. of speech, with, which like with the, really that's is. What I was, the cadence of the speech is what really gets you. Yeah. Yes. Yep. It is how he speaks. It is the pitch that he speaks in. And it is yeah. the fast paced, like energy, goofy guy stuff. Yeah, goofy guy. Right. Yeah. yeah. But but he's likable. I think that he's a good character. I think he's a fun addition to the team for sure. Me too. He has a magic dick, which I never really understood. What? I had to look that up. What? Yeah. <laughs> when did that come around? In season three or in season two, maybe late season, they mention it. His his dick is magic. I thought it was like, haha, my dick is magic kind of a thing. But then when when Black Badge in the in the final season like kidnaps everybody in places like there are humans and non-humans, Jeremy gets placed with the non-humans because of his magic dick. So 
If you know, email us at AaronetGaysGays.com. What is going on? I didn't even think about that, but you're right. He was placed with them. Yeah, I thought it was, I was just like, I oh yeah, they like put a, Jeremy in with Doc because yeah. they're friends. Like, yeah, he's a human, but his dick is magic. Okay, that's very strange. <laughs> Thank you, he says authors crotch, of. To be fair, his cr- magical crotch, his magical taint, his his magical taint tells people when his friends are in danger, <laughs> or tells him when his friends are in danger. <laughs> oh my god, I'm on the wiki. Okay. Please finish the. All right, I'll, I'll try so to it out. Bobo owned Winona's aunt's bar right because he bought it Mm -hmm. but winona killed him so now no one owns the bar so doc buys it Mm -hmm. and he hires uh his new girlfriend rosita who we're meeting for the first time Mm -hmm. uh winona's best friend from high school who is this wealthy valley girl named mercedes also comes back into town because she bought this condo to start a business or something but it is infested with these zombie spiders that Winona kills, but when she kills them, she also finds this magical seal that there are two evil revenants lo- that are looking for it. And those two evil revenants are the widows. They take over Mercedes and also her sister's her sister Beth's bodies so that they can better blend in and pretend to be humans. Meanwhile, Waverly, who you'll recall touched that black goo, she's been really weird. <laughs> <laughs> but somehow only Nicole notices. She's like, my girlfriend is being very strange and no one believes me. We learn that uh, Waverly has been, she like found dolls and she's been keeping him hostage with sick with like none of his serum chained up and locked in the Earp family barn. Winona eventually finds him and saves him. And both of them realize that Nicole was right uh, Waverly is being really super weird. It's yeah. weird that she kidnapped our friend and held him hostage and tortured him. Very strange. The demon that was in Waverly then enters Winona and it gets up to some hijinks. But Dolls and Waverly catch and imprison her. Uh, but Waverly comes to this realization that she and Dolls can't ban- banish a demon. But guess who can? Winona sure can. So she invites the demon to leave Winona and enter her body again, and it tries to do this ritual to fuse itself with Waverly's body forever, but Winona force feeds Waverly this potion that banishes it. When it leaves Waverly, she kills it with a peacemaker, and so then that thread is is done and dusted. But the demon revealed to Waverly that Winona has something else inside of her. Dun dun dun. dun. dun, dun. Pregnancy test time. No. Um, Winona is pregnant. But whose baby is it? Is it Doc's, who she had sex with last season? Is it Dolls, who she's been hinted to have a flirtationship with? Or was it a revenant? Yeah. Yeah. So. Winona and Nicole go drinking at this bar because they're trying to avoid Doc because they're like, oh my god, we don't want to talk to him about the pregnancy. And by the way, Winona's out drinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nicole keeps throwing her booze away or drinking it for her. But she is ordering it. Yeah. And while they're there, Winona admits that she hooked up with a bartender and oopsie doopsie, they just realize he's a revenant. So is her baby part revenant? Oh, we don't know. We don't it's know. 50-50. Um, 
Meanwhile, while they're doing that, Waverly and Rosita are hanging out having girls night because Waverly and Nicole have this very silly fight. So the two of them have a spa day, but actually while they're there, they kiss. And also we learn that Rosita is also a revenant and Doc Mm -hmm. knows this too, but he is just like, some revenants are fine, actually. You should learn to be more inclusive, Winona. But Winona (sighs) is like, no, I have to kill all the revenants. But Rosita, you're nice, so I guess I'll kill you last. Yeah, I'll kill you last. (laughs) (laughs) And then somehow Winona... Winona messes with the wrong lady and she gets transported back to Wyatt Earp and Doc's time, the, the 1800s. And she learns about the curse and she learns all about the history of Constance Cludy and her husband, Sheriff Cludy, with the widows and blah, 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 blah. And uh, she also learns that the third seal that the that the widows are looking for is Doc's immortality ring. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So Doc gives her the ring, but it takes a lot of convincing because who would want to give up their immortality? She wants to end the Cludy widow bullshit and just destroy the ring so that they're gone. But she also, in destroying the ring, she kind of wants to have like a very normal life with Doc and the baby. And she's like, good, I'm glad you're not going to be immortal anymore. You can be just like us. You What, you think you're better than us because you're immortal? Yeah. Doc's like, I'm afraid that I'm going to like turn to dust when the ring gets destroyed, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's like, I've been living for 150 years. What if I insage? What if I die immediately? And he's also like, my immortality is like a way that I can protect you. Like, I don't want to lose my immortality because then how will I make sure that you're safe? Like, I can take a bullet for you and I'll be fine. Um, one of the widows bites Nicole with her poison fangs and Nicole is going to die. And it's a very, very sad moment. Waverly is supporting her in the hospital because Nicole is so sick and she's going to die. Winona is like, I'm going to find a cure. I'm going to work with Rosita and with Jeremy and we're going to science this out. We're going to get you a cure and save Nicole. Um, Mm -hmm. But Nicole is dying and Waverly ends up cracking under the pressure and she makes a deal to give the ring to the widows in order to cure Nicole. Mm -hmm. And as soon as she makes the deal and Nicole is cured, Winona shows up with the cure and is like, I, you didn't trust me. I said I would make it happen and I made it happen. What did you do? Like, why would you do this? But also she loves Waverly. So she's like, I understand. Like, it's okay, baby girl. Yeah. But god damn it. <laughs> yeah. After they get the ring, the widows cast a spell and make it so that Winona was never born. Yeah. <laughs> so in that oh world, god. Doc is evil and Dolls is trying to kill him. Bobo is still alive and in a lock psych ward. Yeah, it's a wonderful lifestyle how everybody's life sucks unless Winona's alive. <laughs> Waverly's with a different guy from Yeah. from Purgatory who is a featured in another guy. episode. Yes. But a hotter guy, but a not guy. Nicole. <laughs> yeah, not um, Nicole. <laughs> and only Doc and Bobo are they're the only ones who actually remember Winona. So they have to try to convince everyone else, particularly Waverly, that she is real, she needs help. You have to save her. You have to end this timeline because otherwise, like, we're all going to be cursed and everything's going to suck forever. Eventually, they manage to fix all of this and they bring Winona back and uh, they all confront the two widows to kill them. 
But Winona only has one magical bullet um, because this is the mo- the one moment when they need a special bullet. Um, <laughs> but she only has one and there's two of them. Uh-oh. One of them has Waverly hostage. One of them has... Is it Doc hostage? I'll be honest. I don't remember. I can't... Okay. They both have a different hostage, right? And it's like, oh, God. Like, what are we going to do? Um, but she, like, does this elaborate theater skit with Doc to pull a very strategic move to split the bullet. So he oh, fires his yeah. gun and she fires her gun. The bullet splits fu- in two. That was so nuts. <laughs> yeah. The bullet splits like, in anime, two and it perfectly anime samurai hits. style where they, where they cut the fucking bullet in half. I don't... I don't know why I said samurai. Any kind of swordsman cut the yes. swords in half or this, the bullet in half. It was wild. Yes, but they both shoot their gun at the same time. The magical bullet splits in two and perfectly hits both of the widows, killing them instantly and saving yeah. them. Yeah. Um, then immediately after this, Winona goes into labor. so she gives birth at the bar on the pool table and rosita delivers the baby but then she attempts to kidnap it and she's like why would i like do anything nice to you when you think that we're all evil as revenants and you want to kill me like Mm -hmm. i am yeah i'm gonna take your baby i'm gonna sell it yeah this and also (laughs) it was something something with the baby that also could lead to revenant power or like revenant freedom or something like that yeah because the baby's the next erp heir right that's right yes yeah. exactly yeah exactly yeah yeah but at that time waverly shows up and she actually manages to fire a warning shot from peacemaker which proves that she is a real erp after yeah. all even if it's just in spirit and not biologically Yay. So after she does this, Rosita understandably runs off. She's like, holy shit, like, I'm not here to die today by the woman that is mad at me because she cheated on her girlfriend with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Winona sends the baby off to live with relatives in Montana so the baby will be safe. And because it is able to leave the Ghost River Triangle, it means that the Revenant was not the father. Uh, yeah. Doc is the father and the baby is fine. Yeah. Did the baby go and live with, like, relatives? I thought that it was, like, a blind adoption because they didn't want the Revenants finding the baby. But the Revenants can't leave the Ghost River Triangle anyway, so I don't know. It was my understanding that they either sent the baby to live with Gus, her aunt, or another family member because of the... It, the, the very final thing that they say is that they're going to go to Montana, right? That's like the very yeah, that last makes, line in season four. It's like, we're going to go to Montana. Do you think she's going to remember us? It's like, because they know where yeah. she is. So Right. Okay. Yeah, that makes yeah. more sense. Season two. My Ooh. least favorite season, I think. Yeah, maybe. I guess one thing that made me feel better about the pregnancy arc was that... Um, the woman who plays Winona, Melanie Scrifano, Scro Melanie, she she was pregnant during this season, so they decided to make pregnancy a major plot point in the season. Oh, I'm actually I'm very cool with that. Yeah, yeah. I like I like when shows work it in. <laughs> I should have I should have honestly expected that because they I feel like this show, more than many others that I've seen, made a very intentional effort to plot shit around people's real lives like mm-hmm. i think about doll's departure as well yeah because, um we'll talk about that with season three but mm-hmm. but yeah um so yeah i like i guess just on a on a personal level i i don't love pregnancy arcs um 
especially with something like this where it's an unwanted child. Yeah. Pro-choice baby. Yeah. But um but they kind of they kind of write around that in a way because there is an episode in this season where they go through like a time jump and even though nobody remembers the time jump uh because we are Winona's baby is an ERP blah 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 she also mm-hmm. like becomes further along in the pregnancy after that time skip basically yeah so she was probably at a point where she couldn't actually get an abortion if she wanted one but right. they never mention abortion even as an option I do love the paternity test of walking over the ghost river triangle line and seeing <laughs> it's seeing like you are the father fire <laughs> Oh my goodness. And I guess like having uh, the baby who's named Alice live with family makes so much more sense. Initially when Winona's like, don't worry, I sent her away so no one will ever find her. And I named her Alice. I was like, oh, people won't know she's an Earth because her name doesn't start with a W. <laughs> That's so true. Imagine if the baby was a revenant and then Winona had to shoot it. Like, are, are they would never... They would never. They would I, never. I, kind of, I we they all would knew. never. But with there was a lot of themes in this season of our revenants necessarily a bad creatures. Yeah. Like with Rosita and then also in season one, there is a there's a gay revenant who's like, I will let you shoot me, but I wanna find my long lost like revenant lover. And I just want to know that he's okay and I want to go to hell together with him. And Winona helps him find his lover and then they, like, go to hell peacefully. So, like, I, I think it it was enough of a of a toying cost of, like, is this actually uh, Doc's baby and they're going in the direction that you would expect them to? Or is this a Revenant baby and they're going in the direction of actually Revenants are people too and aren't necessarily evil? Yeah, which honestly would have been would have diminished some of the cop propaganda that this show ends up promoting oh, because yeah. so much of the like they hinted it. It's like Wyatt yeah. Earp killed all of these people and they are seeking vengeance. Willa is like, I get it. I would be too. My dad yeah. sucked. Uh, he was abusive and bad. But then ultimately, Willa is still a villain. Like the revenants are still bad. Rosita is going to do something evil, even if it's just because she faced discrimination, revenant discrimination. Yeah. Revenantophobia. Oh my goodness. At least in the final season, like, or not even the final season, in season three, which we'll get to, um, there is like all the revenants banding together and joining Winona in the fight against a greater evil. Yes, this is true. Let's, Um, yeah. Man, I w- wait really quick. I while you were reading the rest of that, I tried to like find more information on Jeremy's magic dick, and it's I, his power is just that his his dick his his crotch is empathetic, and he can sense when his friends are in danger or fearful. <laughs> and it, I, I was like, I was like, I gotta go to the wiki, the Winona work. Or wiki because they have like huge write-ups on every single character of course that is listed in the trivia and there's and then it says citation needed but the- <laughs> you can citation oh this podcast because that's that happened in the show <laughs> 
His dick is empathetic. He's got an empathetic dick. It happened after a car crash or something. I don't know. Anyway. Empathetic penis disease. Empathetic penis disease. Oh, new title for the episode. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Honestly, yeah. Honestly. Do you want to talk about season three? Yeah, sure. Let's Let's do it. Gay ass, gay, 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 gay vampires show up in purgatory in a party van. (laughs) It is unbelievable. I like cold open season three. A a bunch of gay vampires on a party van are here. They're here and they're seeking Bolshar, who is uh, resurrected last season. Um... It just so happens that one of these vampires is Doc's wife, Kate, who actually became a vampire after hearing the rumor that Doc became immortal. Uh, But we don't have time to talk about this now. (laughs) (laughs) In an encounter with Volshar and his minions after a car accident, Dahls ends up sacrificing himself to save uh, everybody, including Winona. Um, The situation got really desperate and they just didn't have another option, especially since Waverly and Winona had been injured in this accident and Peacemaker had fallen off a cliff. Yeah, and Um, Nicole was dangling from a cliff. And I will say that Doll's death felt very unexpected and very anticlimactic and very sudden. Like it was just like they're fighting and then it's like we look over. He's dead. Oh, no. Yeah, like. the actor who played Dolls needed to to leave the show um, in mm-hmm. order to pursue other roles, and he left on great terms, and so they wanted to give him like some kind of ending at least, but obviously you can't really do that at the start of a season. So I right. I liked it. I thought that it, it was kind of interesting watching Winona and Doc grapple with this death for the mm-hmm. next couple of episodes, and it was also interesting that like how it shifts their dynamic um yes and because sometimes a death is sudden and you just kind of have to figure it out yeah very very true obviously the actor had to leave we had to do something with dolls's character it is a little bit strange they chose to kill off even if in a heroic save to kill off the only black actor and black character on the show yeah um well that's why not the most tasteful (laughs) Yeah, well, that's why Doc's ex-wife, Kate, well, current wife, Kate, the vampire, is here. You're right. I'm sorry. I already forgot about Kate because she has such a minor role. Dolls was a major character. I know. I know. Man. I think it it also made sense, too, though, because Dolls had played more of a minor role in season too because he had to be like on the run and stuff so yeah. it kind of it kind of made sense and and it is also like wh- where if he's not here where are you sending him that makes sense like there's no way the, to pace yeah. this right other than to kill him like i know especially with the the love triangle because then yeah. it's gonna be like oh wait like dolls is somewhere else he could come back why is winona just giving up on him when yeah i i think that it was necessary even though it was really yeah. sad it does feel bad it is a very it sad moment because he's yeah because he's one of the more they're all likable characters honestly but he yeah. in particular is a very likable character so yeah totally his dynamic with doc was really fun yeah the two of them as being friends but they also kind of hate one another but they're also yeah, yeah. kind of flirting like it's, it's like, very I, don't, I don't i wouldn't call it that but i guess yes exactly <laughs> 
So after this tragedy, Winona comes clean and tells Waverly that their mom didn't run away when Waverly was little. Uh, she's actually been in prison this whole time. Uh, and what she's in prison for is what it seemed to be her burning down their barn with Waverly inside. Their mom, Michelle Gibson, uh, she made Winona swear to never tell Waverly about this. Waverly goes to see her mom in prison, which causes the demon that was bound to Michelle to be freed. This demon, which goes by Jolene, is the demon twin to Waverly, who was born at the same time that Waverly was born. <laughs> I thought she would get some kind of special demon name, but she doesn't. She's just no, Jolene. It's just, it's just Jolene. <laughs> it's just Jolene. And it's I it is a demon twin, you would think that Jolene be look like Waverly. I would have nah. thought. But no, she's just thought. a lady. She's just a lady. She doesn't even pretend to be their sister. She just pretends to be Jolene, their friend. She's like, hi, I'm Jolene. I love to bake. I'm your best friend now. So when Winona goes to confront her mom about what seemed to her as her mom very negatively reacting to Waverly showing up, her mom uses that opportunity to escape and Winona is arrested instead. Eventually, Michelle and her daughters are able to reunite and clear things up. But this is when Jolene starts changing everybody's memories. She uses baked goods to control people and inserts herself into their pasts and makes Waverly look bad at every chance she gets. After being alienated from her friends and family, Jolene tries to get Waverly to kill herself, but Winona is able to stop her. Winona shoots her and Jolene stumbles into the woods where she is then trapped by Bolshar. With Waverly safe, Michelle then takes off to find her long-lost angel baby daddy, Julian. That's right. Waverly is not half demon like she feared. She is half angel. <laughs> uh, but before going, she frees Bobo from uh, the well, which we didn't mention it, but Bobo was resurrected by Bolshar and then the Earp household pushed him into the well that uh, Doc was in, but don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, wouldn't you know it, this guy that Winona has been hitting on on the side turns out to be Julian, but with memory loss. Waverly's baby daddy is back. <laughs> yes. But unfortunately, he is killed by Bolshar or Bobo? I can't remember. One of them in like a One greenhouse? Of them. Yeah, after he exposes his terrible uh, prop angel wings. <laughs> He's like, here I am, I am angel. Yes. Dies. Like. Dies. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And also, I guess I appreciate them using like a live prop for the angel wings instead of whatever CG stuff was. But actually, maybe they should have gone with CG wings because his angel wings are so stiff. And yet I not even know. the worst angel wings that we will see in this series. <laughs> yeah sci-fi network's budget is five dollars and we love them for it <laughs> so winona and doc are put under the thrall of bolshar and in this thrall winona is set to repeat the same day over and over again while doc slowly suffocates and eventually she decides to give bolshar peacemaker in order to make this stop bolshar is trying to enter the garden of eden for unknown reasons and it's him entering the garden is going to cause the end of the world. Nicole works to uh, evacuate the Ghost River Triangle, while Winona teams up with the Revenants in order to stop him. 
but Bolshar breaks the Erp curse, which destroys all of the Revenants. So it's up to just Winona and Waverly to stop him, which they do. But Waverly is then pulled into the Garden of Eden after that fight. And Winona is injured and unable to stop this, but Doc is able to run in after Waverly. So she at least has somebody with her. Mm -hmm. And we end the season with Sheriff Nedley, who we haven't really mentioned so much, and Winona going to team up in order to to save the day. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um Aaron, you forgot one key fact. Oh yeah, what was about it? About the season. That <laughs> Doc Holiday becomes a vampire. Oh yeah. <laughs> because he's like my immortality ring. Oh, my immortality. I don't have any more. I want to be immortal. And so he asks his vampire wife to turn him into a vampire. And, and she does. Like, and then he's like, how could you do this to me? Winona is like, why would you do this to me? Exactly. Like, I, oh the God. whole thing was that you were going to be normal and we were going to have a normal life. And now you're a vampire. And he's oh like, my- it was to protect you and the baby. Oh my God. And she's I- like, I don't need protection. I'm strong. Yeah, you should. I need gun. someone who's going to be normal. <laughs> I need a normal dude. I need somebody who's not immortal so oh my goodness okay i i will say in last season when when doc was being a real a real stick in the mud when winona was like i need your magic ring i was like give her the magic ring dude you've you've sacrificed yourself in so many situations and even in a way that seemed like you didn't even care that you were immortal you were just like i'm ready to die in this moment and i'm like why why not give up your magic ring and then you were totally fine when you did so cool but then he gets in one fight with Winona and he's like, I got to go back to Kate and become immortal so I can blah, 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 protect her. But it really does seem like he's just really wants to be immortal. And then yeah. he also blames Kate for it, which is not fair. <laughs> Kate's like, you know, and this. Kate is like, I you he literally asked me. Yeah. You asked me to do you this favor and I did it. And yeah. now I'm in trouble. Yeah. My goodness. Ugh. Anyway, that <laughs> that for me that was the defining arc of this season, just because it's so yeah. silly. You don't expect Doc, Doc Holiday was a real life guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not a vampire. <laughs> they made him into a vampire, and then he. <laughs> I mean, he does kind of like immediately regret it because then he's like, oh my God, I gotta, I gotta drink people's blood. He has to get a blood hookup from like a, a veterinarian. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm going to have unending bloodlust forever. Uh-huh. Oh my God. I'm going to have to, every single time I, any of my friends get injured when we're fighting, I'm going to yes. have to fight my <laughs> bloodlust. Oh <laughs> like, my oh God. my God. It's not actually helping. Yeah. Who could have guessed? Yeah. Who is Winona's friend who is got her face stolen? Are you thinking about Mercedes? Yeah. There's like a there's a thing with Mercedes and Kate a little bit because while Mercedes is co- like recovering and getting plastic surgery to the, replace the fact that her face was stolen, Kate is just like uh, hanging out in her house and. I, I like I would love a spinoff with Kate and Mercedes now that yeah in the in the finale Mercedes becomes a vampire too like I know so she's good. like I was always meant for this <laughs> so good I I'm so I so another thing that I didn't really mention in the season is that Waverly 
starts to discover her angel human powers uh, and she's able to like kill revenants or hurt revenants and other demons mm-hmm. and also she's able to heal people and in one of the people she heals is mercedes she fixes her face yes yeah. um mercedes to me feels like a character that was written to be played by jennifer coolidge but the oh, age gap would be so yo. intense that like they could not even attempt to cast jennifer coolidge because they she and winona went to high school together so they're, they're both 27 but yeah. i feel like she that character would be just perfectly played by her oh my god like the so right the like valley girl super wealthy kind of like a a bimbo girl yeah is like you know making her way around flirting with she's a girl boss (laughs) making her funny jokes being a girl boss yeah exactly i was always meant to be a vampire oh my god (laughs) jennifer coolidge voice would have been lawless like i she gets so many good lines i know yeah I just, I, I, whenever she would show up, I was so pleased, which is what I, I was sad when her face got stolen, but she, it turned out all right. Yeah, she was fine. You can come back from that. Season three, it was better than season two, but it was still, it was funny. We got to, we, we're starting, we're entering our era of Winona Earp where they're being funny now. Yeah. Um, I feel I, like, okay, wait, this is one thing that plagues Winona Earp that I initially found really annoying, but I think they found their groove in seasons three and four and it made it funny. And I think that also it's partially because it's queer, but uh, more queer anyway than the first two seasons. But the writers of Winona Earp think that they are so funny. <laughs> This is a problem that plagues this series. They put oh, in so no. many puns. They put in so many cool one-liners. <laughs> Almost none of them work. Aw. I thought, you know, they were, they're always trying their best, and I always appreciated that. It, whenever they would make a bad one-liner, in season one, I was like, this is tired and I'm I'm not yes, this isn't this isn't my my yearly required Marvel sludge. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not taking any of this. But um uh you know as it as it went on I was like this is sci-fi network and they can do whatever they want actually because there are gay people yeah. here. Yeah. Um well at one point so Jeremy gets this this fling slash boyfriend this season. Um mm-hmm. which we also did not mention. Uh yeah. he found a magical cursed death tree. And Winona is like, Jeremy, he's gay. You should try to hook up with him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's going great. They're having a great time. Uh, at one point, the two of them are working with Sheriff Nedley to try to solve a concern. I can't remember what it was. And Sheriff, they're, they're like, we're going to slay the day. We're going to slay this monster. And Sheriff Nedley is like, yeah, slay, just like RuPaul Drag Race. I love that show. It's so good. This <laughs> oh, is not no. exactly the quote. That, and, it's almost exactly. <laughs> and one of them is like, I have never seen that show. And he's like, you're gay and you haven't seen that show. And then he makes this like elaborate joke about how they're like, we're never going to get this monster on our first try. And he's like, do you think that Lou Bega knocked it out of the park with Mambo number one? No, it took five tries for him to get to Mambo number five. This is like the level of humor that I think is really endearing to the yes. show. It's like Agreed. making jokes about pop culture. Like at one point, Winona makes a joke about like, if I was casting Carol, like... <laughs> 
I would be, they had to cast Kate Blanchett as Carol, like blah, blah, blah. I can't even remember what it was now, but like yeah. making all these like queer pop culture references, I yeah. think is fun. And they leaned into it and got to a point where it's actually funny. I liked it, especially since a lot of them were like references to like Carol and Ru- RuPaul's Drag Race and, and Lizzo, um, which are things that I like. <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Race, kind of contentious there, but yeah, I I think also what you find with some st- shows too, like I think Parks and Rec is a really good example of this, is where the show doesn't really find its groove until like a couple of seasons in. So yes. I like, I didn't, I, I thought season one was very watchable, but I do think that like these actors have a better feel for their characters by the later seasons. And that's also yeah. the same for the writers when writing them. Oh my god, Erin, can I tell you just two media references from the early seasons that I just thought of? Oh yeah. One is when Winona is in the like Saw Hospital with the Jack the Ripper guy, and oh, that yeah. entire scene is like a Kill Bill parody, right? Where she's like, come on, toes, move. Like, oh yeah, I can yeah. just move the one toe. Um, another joke that they make in an early season is that Winona Earp makes a fucking Gangnam style joke in like 2019. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was really that was dated that was rough that was so dated <laughs> like and it was done earnestly it was not done as a yeah. fun joke <laughs> i thought it was this funny show spanned a long time i mean any any gangnam style reference that's not the year that it came out which was when was that i want to say like 2014 um yeah 2012 Unless it's 2012, that's a dated reference. And this show came out in 2016, so... Yeah. Choices. Anyway, again, they found their groove with it in the later seasons, referencing, like, more modern pop culture and queer media, and it's good. Yeah, I think that the, a massive... One of the ways that this is a massive improvement. Yeah. In the later I mean, seasons. I need... It's always good to just avoid pop culture references, honestly. But they... I thought the ones they added weren't, like, so so prevalent or anything. But yeah, with the one-liners, like some of the ones, especially in season one, where Winona's pretty typically shooting a revenant in each episode and like giving a one-liner as she does it, that was like that wasn't so good. But also, you know what? It was it was fine. I like that kind of shit. Do you want to talk about season four? Sure. This one I wrote as I was watching it, so hopefully I don't miss anything major. <laughs> so Doc and Waverly arrive in the garden. And they find out that it is actually a prison that runs on blood. Inside, they find nothing, which is weird again because it's supposed to be a prison. But after Waverly has been there for a few days, this tree starts growing. On the outside, Winona and Nicole team up to find a portal into the garden. It turns out that Black Badge has made one. They had made one anyway, but they suddenly shut it down for unknown reasons. When they go to this abandoned BBD facility where the portal supposedly is, they meet Rachel, a 16-year-old girl whose mom ran the BBD portal project. The facility is full of zombies that used to be BBD, and Rachel has been living there in the hopes of finding her mom. The trio make it to the portal and find out that Rachel's mom had died uh, shutting off the portal. Uh, but they're able to activate it again, and Winona makes it inside. In the garden, a shape-shifting demon known as Eve has appeared, and 
Winona, Doc, and Waverly defeat her, and they're able to make it out of the garden. Upon returning to Purgatory, they find out that 18 months have passed. This family called the Clantons have taken over the town, and the rest of the Ghost River Triangle has been quarantined off by the rest of the world, uh, specifically Black Badge. And the Clantons were the initial family that Wyatt Earp had the beef with that like yeah. caused the curse. Can I tell you something that's incredibly embarrassing? Yes. I didn't realize that Wyatt Earp was a real guy until like the end of season one. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> Honestly, is, I I've... wasn't really familiar with Wyatt Earp before we'd watch this either. Yeah, I've like heard of the OK Corral, but like not really. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not super interested in, in that kind of stuff, so I guess that's why, but yeah, oopsie doopsie. They kept mentioning Wyatt Earp, and I was like, wow, they're sure mentioning him a lot. <laughs> so I wonder why. It's like he's a real guy or something. Nicole made a deal with the Clantons in order to bring Waverly back from the garden, but is racked with guilt because of this, and she's also cursed to not be able to tell anybody about this deal that she's made. The deal was that she'd turn over Doc in return for freeing the trio from the garden. And in order to break this curse, so she's able to talk about it, and also so that she doesn't have to turn Doc over, she's going to need to die for five minutes. Jeremy, Sheriff Nedley, and Waverly break the curse on Nicole by temporarily killing her. At the Clanton's home, Doc attempts to make amends with the Clanton family, but Winona shoots the eldest son in the back after finding out they were the people who wanted to steal her baby. Nicole and Waverly get engaged, which, yay! They'd, like, done a proposal in season three, but uh, they had never, like, gotten answers from each other. Mm -hmm. And Winona spirals into alcoholism after Doc stops talking to her. Waverly's demonic evil sibling, Jolene, uh, <laughs> returns and... <laughs> <laughs> sorry it's so funny and it causes her to transform into a dark angel and seek to return to the garden there's been this mind melting mist that's been surrounding the ghost river triangle and she's able to lift that then she tries to return to the garden but she is stopped by nicole nicole makes a pact with the dark angel that says that she's going to protect the area as its shield this frees Waverly from the dark angel form and also means that Nicole and Waverly are bound forever to the triangle. In the last episode, it's just a gay wedding. Oh my goodness. Nicole and Waverly get married. Jeremy finds a potential boyfriend. Rachel is also there with her boyfriend, Billy, who was a demon, but he's not a demon anymore. Don't worry about it. Doc decides that he's going to leave the Ghost River Triangle in order to, you know, find himself go for a ride, whatever. Winona, she decides to, to make up with him and they leave the triangle together. Mm -hmm. To go find their baby in Montana. And go see their baby too on their road trip. Yay. Yeah. At some point, Doc isn't a vampire anymore, but I don't remember how that happened. He Really? I don't remember that. Yeah, he's cured of his vampirism by somebody hmm, waverly interesting maybe i don't know anyway don't worry about yeah, it. yeah well waverly's uh demonic angel form has many powers she also temporarily makes winona blind which i thought yes. might be permanent but no it's only permanent for like 20 minutes <laughs> yeah 
Oh my god, and then we get to see the worst wings of the season, these stiff-ass cardboard cutout wings that are like gray they never move i love dark angel waverly she's hilarious (laughs) yeah it's like something just clicks and she goes super evil mode it's like i have no feelings i am an angel who is just on a mission to accomplish this goal i have to go sit on the throne in the garden yeah in order to protect the ghost river triangle but it's fine because nicole is gonna protect it and she's never gonna leave it they're gonna do it forever. She says everything I love is in the Ghost River Triangle, so it's okay if I don't leave. Waverly is like, "Are you sure you wanted to do this?" And she's like, "What? I'm just committing to a permanent staycation with my girl." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it means they have limited uh, honeymoon options, but <laughs> yeah, the wedding episode is really fun too. I like that. Um, they have this whole arc where Winona tries on the wedding dress, but come to find out it is a curse wedding dress that the bride, if if Waverly to were to have worn it, she would have murdered everyone with an axe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then killed herself. But then they like find the lady revenant ghost who sold it. They're like, we know that your wedding was horrible. And we're sorry. She's like, yeah. And then she's just, (laughs) she's just terrorized by Waverly and Nicole and then gives up and makes the dress not evil anymore, which I thought was really fun too. Yeah. You texted me uh, during the second to last episode and you were like, I can't take this tension. Like, tell me that it's okay. Uh, Or I can't remember what you texted me now, but you basically, I, I was like, I am so stressed. Uh, Is there going to be a good ending? (laughs) Yeah. Because the second episode is, the second to last episode is when Waverly is the angel and everything is happening so fast. I'm like, there's no way, like, she just got turned into an angel. They're going to spend the whole last episode going over this. I completely forgot that I had seen, like, promotional images of the wedding and I had not seen it on screen yet. I should have assumed the yeah. Final episode well, it makes it makes more sense for that to happen and like the climax of the angel shit to happen in a finale. But I think because but, they knew that this was mm-hmm. ending, they had they were like, we got to get to the gay wedding. So the last episode is so fun. Yeah, it's a very sweet one off, and the stuff with Doc and Winona is interesting too because Winona is like, it is my obligation to stay here to protect you, Waverly, and Waverly is like you don't have to be obligated to do that. Like, I am my own person. I'm doing fine. I have Nicole. We're great here. Like, go live your life. Mm-hmm. And Wynonna's like, I will go live my life. Thank you. <laughs> and then she chases him down, shoots out his tires. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Doc, I'm coming with you. This show was canceled mid-season it's my understanding that it was due to licensing issues. There were a lot of... It was a Canadian and American show. There were mm. a lot of different licensing agreements because it was on Netflix, but it was also on Sci-Fi. The Sci-Fi Canada and Sci-Fi America stations are different companies. Oh, um, interesting. And so Sci-Fi America was like, uh, hey, the show's canceled. We're canceling it. But Sci-Fi Canada never announced that. Um, and so there's still some hope that maybe there will be another season if it gets picked up by someone else. Uh, I guess we'll see. I'm sorry. I did go on the wiki. Um, in the like final, final confrontation with the Clantons where Doc has been made the Clanton heir and then wants to kill Winona, she yeah. shoots him and kills him because she doesn't have another choice. But then he's resurrected by Dark Angel Waverly and that makes him human. So... That's so stupid. 
Oh. <laughs> okay. Fine. <laughs> Do you think they spell the sci-fi network name right in Canada because it's they a different do. company? They do? Oh, my God. Anyway, season four is good. It's fun. It's clear that they it's... were just having fun with it. Oh, my God. Yes. What I love about season four is that I, when you started season four, I was like, great. My favorite episode is in season four. And there were like two times that you texted me where you're like, this must be your favorite episode, right? And I got to be like, no, you get to wait. It's coming up. <laughs> yeah. What was that? It was um, my favorite episode back. is the the angel episode where uh, Waverly meets Cupid at her bachelorette party and gets uh, Cupid gives her like a magic love potion that makes people fall in love with each other and the like homophobic lady and a demon and Winona and Doc and a bunch of other people, they all fall in love with each other. And it's just so silly. <laughs> mm -hmm. One thing that I thought was kind of fun in this season is that, um, so Jeremy's boyfriend, not boyfriend, Robin oh, yeah. from season three, he, his character comes back in this season, but he's played by a different actor and the excuse that they use is that the mind-altering fog surrounding the triangle, he got stuck in it for a long time, and then he forgot who he was, and he ripped his own face off, so he yeah. had to get a face transplant. And so oh the new God. Robin, he has a boyfriend that's not Jeremy, and Jeremy's yeah. like, I'm just gonna let him live his life and be happy. It's kind of that longing, you know? Yeah, gay longing. When they have to kill Nicole in order to free her from the curse, she's been throwing up frogs and they transport her soul into one of the frogs. And so she's a frog for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> I, my... There are a lot of fun things. <laughs> Here were my texts to you. Is your oh. favorite episode the one where Nicole is a frog? You said no, <laughs> but that one was also fun. I said, so it wasn't the demon nuns for you? And you said, it is not. There is something else. <laughs> I do love demon nuns, though. And that's when I said, so it was the episode where they were all falling in love. And you said, yes. Mm -hmm. I think even before that, you're like, is it the one where, what is it, Sheriff, what's his face? <gasps> was your favorite episode the one where Nedley was in the ghillie suit as a mold monster? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot about that. You're right. That episode was wild. That was fun. There's an episode, too, where, like, a pumpkin head guy, a pumpkin head demon, like, is just going around killing people and uh, Winona and Waverly get stuck in the mind-melting mist for a little while so they forget who they are and... <laughs> yeah, man. And, oh, yeah, and, and, and Mercedes becomes a vampire. <laughs> yes, of course. Well, we've already mentioned that. I know, um, but it's that happens this season. It's good. Yeah, even after Dolls' death, it's so funny how quickly I forgot about Dolls. Uh, yeah, three, I know. It, it kind of hurts, but then. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's good. Everybody gets some good, fun character moments. Winona and Doc have their, like, we're opening up and being honest with ourselves experiences. Yeah. And, and I enjoyed it. And yeah, and there's a little bit too about um, Doc coming to terms with the fact that, hey, like, maybe I shouldn't have shot all those people. And also, mm -hmm. 
The fact that Wyatt Earp shot all these people kind of also makes him a bad person. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. So it's funny. We're just like at the very end of the series, we're just starting to think about like, is it wrong for even a lawman to kill a criminal? Like, yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. Man. And Winona also is kind of grappling with that. Like, oh, my God, I've killed so many people. Yeah. Some of them were nice. My goodness. But I sound hell anyway. I know. Uh, Rosita gets to live. She gets to live with the nuns. She gets to be the leader of the nuns. The lesbian nuns. And they're gay. I know. The lesbian demon nuns. Yeah. That's a a fine end for her. Yep. It's a good end. I like it. Man, the last... The last season, just so much happens, and it's it's just a fun ride. It's almost worth it watching through all of the other seasons just to get to this one, because there's so much fun stuff going on. I think this is very fun. I If you want something to, to watch that's kind of long and gay and supernatural, and this is great. This this is the thing. I think that this, is, that this show is what Supernatural could have been if they weren't being homophobic. <gasps> Yeah, this is honestly for gay people. It, this they oh made God. supernatural for gay people. Y'all been watching Supernatural? Turn it off. Turn on Winona yeah. Earp. Yeah. It's supernatural, but it's for gay people. Did you know that Winona Earp is based off of a comic book? I didn't until you told me. Yeah, they they mention it like it's in the in the intro of like based off of the graphic novel or whatever. And it had three different runs uh, in different publication or from different publications. These are the links to the covers of the 1996 run. And I would just, I just want you to look at the covers. <laughs> this is incredible. She is so sexy. She's, oh my God. For, we'll, we'll link this on Twitter or something. But what we were looking at is a woman with a gun that is like three times bigger than her head. She's blonde. She's, her titties are twice the size of her waist. She has gigantic fucking long uh, thighs. Uh, and, and it's good. My personal favorite is the third issue cover where Apparently, she teams up with her werewolf allies, and she's being shown with, like, sticking her tits out, and her shirt's, like, kind of ripped open down the middle. I think it's actually supposed to be corseting, and she has two different guns, and they're both pointed outwards, and she's shooting while werewolves are around her. (laughs) Yeah. This is, like, peak comic book anatomy, too. It's, like... Oh, yeah. There's a lot going on. The muscles are drawn in a way that does not reflect normal human anatomy and she is posed in ways that normal humans cannot pose in like on the second cover where her torso is straight but then her hips are like jutted out and she's jumping it's a lot it's good though yeah man it's good in a bad way (laughs) i had not seen these so there was the initial run of five comics uh in the in the 90s uh, then there was a three-part series um, from 2003 to th- 2004. And then before the Winona Earp TV show came out in 2011, there was a run of four comics. After that, they switched to an art style um, for the later runs that reflected the characters in the show pretty accurately. Oh, okay. And then as far as I know, too, I haven't looked up a lot about the the comic book, but it's... It's not set in purgatory. It's set in a town. And Winona starts out as like a marshal 
for I Tombstone, I'm pretty sure is the name of the town. And, she, and that's she, what it's about. <laughs> the Wikipedia says that she is uh, it, the top agent in a special unit within the U.S. Marshals that is known as the Monster Squad. <laughs> it's a great name. Um, and Bobo Del Rey is a supernatural threat with his, quote, redneck trailer trash vampires pushing a new killer designer drug called Hemo. <laughs> and there's also the Egyptian mafia's mummy hitman. Absolutely incredible. Uh, she deals with hillbilly gremlins, zombie mailmen, and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. I guess that was... The Home on the Strange run, which is an incredible name for a series. The first run in the 90s is she's, again, a U.S. Marshal, but in San Diablo, New Mexico. I guess it's also about the drug. And uh, yeah. Anyway, why don't anyway. it's good. It's like a very watchable, especially if you watch it at one and a half times speed. <laughs> oh, please. You have to stop. stop saying that. I did not endorse this. <laughs> I will shut up. You should watch it at normal speed. Yeah, I, it's fine. I think you. What was what was the movie the that you also said that about? Wasn't it like the the ah oh, fuck? It was the one with the incredible visuals. The bitter fuck. tears of Petra von Kant. Yes. Oh my like, god, that the, movie would the, be so the good the at two times speed. Of Countess, whatever. No, Aaron, you said that before, and you're wrong. <laughs> I. Uh, my brain, my little peanut brain, cannot focus on a show for more than <laughs> ten minutes. I'm looking at my phone. I'm thinking about thoughts. I oh, we no. gotta go, go, go. We gotta keep keep me focused. <laughs> oh my goodness, Aaron. You know what was perfect when we watched at two times speed that you endorsed when we watched Markiplier Smasher passing every single Pokemon. <laughs> okay, that was incredible. And we watched incredible. it at two times speed. It was literally flawless. I couldn't have gotten through that unless it was on two times speed. And I did enjoy it on two times speed. I do endorse watching some YouTube videos on two times speed. I endorse listening to this podcast at like 1.2 speed. We talk too slow. <laughs> I yeah, I do. agree. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Um, oh my anyway, goodness. that'll do it. I gotta go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for recommending this alpaca. I had had people like friends in real life recommend this and I was like, I'm not watching that. And I'm really glad that I gave it a shot. Yeah, same. I don't normally yeah. watch shows like this, but I found it really fun. Yeah. It's supernatural for gay people. You could watch it in eight days. Sure. Thank you so much for listening. Did you know that you can email us at Aaron at gazegaze.com to send us thoughts, ideas, and recommendations? Alternatively, if you feel like it, you can follow us on Twitter at gazegaze, and there you can tweet with us, and also DM us in order to tell us your thoughts, ideas, and recommendations. Also, if you like this podcast, please tell your friends about it. We really appreciate that. If you want to give us a rating or a follow on your favorite podcast network, that's always super, super appreciated. Many thanks to Kate and Leslie of Neon and Nude for allowing us to use their songs Look in Love and You Pretty Thing for our intro and our outro music. You can and should buy their album at neonandnude.bandcamp.com and you can also stream it on Spotify. Next week, we're going to be doing Gunjo or Ride, and, Ride or Die. Yeah, I'm so excited. I just started yeah. reading the first chapter and was like, I, oh. the, if you can imagine the eyes big emoji, oh. like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That's how I felt I, about it. Eyes big emoji. I don't remember when I read this manga, but I 
continued to think about it for the rest of my life up until this moment. And since I since we started this podcast, I've like we gotta do Gunjo. Yeah, Gunjo, it like opening page is like I can't believe I convinced this stupid lesbian to murder my <laughs> husband. And she's like, I would do anything for you if you so much as smiled at me. I would like grovel at your feet. <laughs> it's like uh, the dynamic is wild. Like and, Oh, and the art style's so freaking grungy. Yes. Everything, oh, it's so good. They all look fucking filthy. They look like they're like the, everything's so filthy. It's incredible. When you start, like the you see the cover and you see like the promotional art, and the second page is this panel of the two of them like so forcefully kissing that blue veins are popping out of their cheeks. It's yeah, ooh, it's visceral. It's a very very gritty manga series that was written by Nakamura Ching. In the mid 2000s, 2007 to 2009. I'm very excited to actually read it in full. It's about 30 chapters. Yeah. I don't remember if I finished it um, when I initially read it. I'm pretty sure I didn't. So I'm really excited to reread it and also to watch the uh, movie that's based off of it called Ride or Die. I have heard that Ride or Die is not very good. I've heard that too. Um, but the manga sure seems very good. So yeah, man. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, yeah. So uh, until next week, I'm Erin, and I'm Erin, and we're gay. Bye. Bye. Hey.